Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for lawsuits against God. Welcome to Wikilisten, the podcast where we read Wikipedia pages and provide commentary. I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. And I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW, reminding you to subscribe. That's right, everybody. Subscribe. And this is a page which was recommended to us by a real-life lawyer, Jeff Kaufman. He actually currently holds the world's record for the most law licenses in the most states in the U.S. That's right. I think it was 18. I'm not sure, but I think it was 18. Let's get going, shall we? Lawsuits against God. Lawsuits against God. Lawsuits against God have occurred in real life and in fiction. Issues debated in the actions include the problem of evil and harmful acts of God. Actual suits. Betty Penrose. In 1970, Arizonan lawyer Russell T. Tanzi filed a suit against God on behalf of his secretary, Betty Penrose, seeking $100,000 in damages. Penrose blamed God for his negligence in allowing a lightning bolt to strike her house. When God failed to turn up in court, Penrose won the case by default. Really? But how did he collect? I don't know. Were they just having sex and he was just like trying to show off for her? I'm going to sue God for you. (laughs) I mean, that would impress me if somebody did that and, like, went through with it. I'm impressed by this case. <laughs> well, the way to a woman's heart is to uh, sue a deity. Ernie Chambers. Main article, Chambers versus God. 
In the U.S. state of Nebraska, State Senator Ernie Chambers filed a suit in 2008 against God, seeking a permanent injunction against God's harmful activities as an effort to publicize the issue of public access to the court system. The suit was dismissed because God could not be properly notified, not having a fixed address. The judge stated, Given that this court finds that there can never be service effectuated on the named defendant, this action will be dismissed with prejudice. The senator, assuming God to be singular and all-knowing, responded, The court itself acknowledges the existence of God. A consequence of that acknowledgement is a recognition of God's omniscience. Since God knows everything, God has notice of this lawsuit. You can't argue with that. Well, I mean, you can, (laughs) but they are kind of in a circular argument. Mm. Nebraska media inaccurately reported that Chambers filed the lawsuit in response to another lawsuit that he considered to be frivolous and inappropriate. Chambers clarified that, on the contrary, his intention was to demonstrate that no lawsuit should be considered frivolous. By suing God, he emphasized that attempts by the legislature to prohibit the filing of any lawsuit would run afoul of the Nebraska Constitution's guarantee that the doors to the courthouse must be open to everyone. In response to Chambers' case, two responses were filed. The first was from a Corpus Christi lawyer, Eric Perkins, who wanted to answer the question, what would God say? The second was filed in Douglas County, Nebraska, District Court. The source of the second response claiming to be from God is unclear as no contact information was given. (laughs) On July 30th, 2008, local media sources reported the Douglas County District Court was going to deny Chambers' lawsuit because Chambers had failed to notify the defendant. However, on August 1st, Chambers was granted a court date of August 5th in order to proceed with his lawsuit. The scheduling hearing will give me a chance to lay out the facts that would justify the granting of the motion, Chambers was quoted as saying. He added, Once the court enters the injunction, that's as much as I can do. That's as much as I would ask the court. I wouldn't expect them to enforce it. However, a judge did finally throw out the case, saying the Almighty was not properly served due to his unlisted home address. As of November 5th, 2008, Chambers filed an appeal to the Nebraska Supreme Court. The former state senator, John DeCamp, and E.O. Augustson in Sweden asked to represent God. Augustson's letters mentioning the Bjorn CF, the Bjorn Socialist Republic, was stricken as frivolous. The appeals court gave Chambers until February 24 to show that he notified DeCamp and Augustson of his brief, which he did. The case was finally closed on February 25th when the Nebraska Court of Appeals dismissed the appeal and vacated the order of the district court. The court quoted cases according to which a court decides real controversies and determines rights actually controverted and does not address or dispose of abstract questions or issues that might arise in hypothetical or fictitious situation or setting. Imagine like working at this courthouse like as a secretary or something and like having to schedule this court date against god i feel like those people who work there are just like oh a case against god well it's not my problem i'm just gonna sign this release and push it down the line that's what my impression of people at the court is 
Also, like, I'm not a lawyer or anything, but the way I just read that paragraph would suggest that at least in the state of Nebraska, if you're homeless and can't provide a home address, then you can't be given a court date. You can't be sued for anything. Like, like if the police charge you with something, they can't actually because you'd have to go to court. And, and if you don't have a home address, you don't exist. You don't go to court. So therefore, you can't be arrested. That is absolutely the wrong conclusion. I'm just saying that according to this paragraph, no, that's what it That's not suggests. what they said. They were talking about that he couldn't be found and he didn't have home address. If you can be found, they can still serve you. Was not properly served due to his unlisted home address. Right. That's what they wrote. But this is a Wikipedia article. The entirety of the way the law works is if they can find you, they can serve you. I'm just saying, strictly according to this paragraph, I am right. Strictly according to this paragraph? Yep. Right. If you were using this paragraph as the entirety of all legaldom, then yes, you're right. Well, thankfully, I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) No shit. Pavel M. In 2005, a Romanian prisoner identified as Pavel M., serving 20 years after being convicted of murder, filed a lawsuit against the Romanian Orthodox Church as God's representatives in Romania for failing to keep him from the devil, essentially stating that his baptism had been a binding contract. The suit was dismissed because the defendant, God, was neither an individual nor a company and was therefore not subject to the civil court of law's jurisdiction. Chandan Kumar Singh Chandan Kumar Singh, a lawyer from Bihar, India, sued the Hindu god Rama for mistreating his wife, the goddess Sita. When? The court dismissed his case, calling it impractical. Also, what if Rama and Sita were into whatever they were doing? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Wiki listeners, you can help support us by listening to this quick message while you decide whatever it is that Victor just said. Thank you for listening to that message. Hopefully Rama and Sita have mended their ways. Fictional Suits In the comedy film The Man Who Sued God 2001, a fisherman played by Billy Connolly successfully challenges the right of insurance companies to refuse payment for a destroyed boat on the common legal exemption clause of an act of God. In a suit against the world's religious institutions as God's representatives on earth, the religious institutions face the dilemma of either having to state God does not exist to uphold the legal principle or being held liable for damages caused by acts of God. Frank vs. God is a 2014 independent film with the same basic principle. Similarly, in an Indian film, OMG Oh My God 2012, the protagonist Kanji Mehta, played by Paresh Rawal, files a lawsuit against God when his shop is destroyed in an earthquake and the insurance company refuses to take his claim, stating that Act of God is not covered under his insurance policy. The Telugu film... Gopala Gopala is a remake of this, as is the 2016 Kannada language Mukunda Murari. In the Angels and Blimps 1998 episode of the television legal drama Ally McBeal, a boy with leukemia attempts to sue God. In the episode The Nutcrackers 2006-2007 of the television legal drama comedy Boston Legal, a woman sues God for the death of her husband. 
God in the Dock, a 1980 episode of Christian TV series Insight, features Richard Beimer as God put on trial by humanity. In the Fyodor Dostoevsky novel, The Brothers Karamazov, one of the characters tells the story of a grand inquisitor in Spain who meets an incarnation of Jesus, interrogates him, and exiles him. Former Auschwitz concentration camp inmate Ellie Weasel is said to have witnessed three Jewish prisoners try God in absentia for abandoning the Jewish people during the Holocaust. From this experience, Weasel wrote the play and novel The Trial of God, 1979. It is set in a Ukrainian village during 1649 after a massacre of the Jewish inhabitants, possibly as part of the Kamelsky Uprising. In the play, three traveling minstrels arrive in the village, having intended to perform a play. Instead, they perform a mock trial of God for allowing the massacre. The verdict is innocent, after a stirring loan defense by a stranger who, in a twist, is revealed to be the devil. The television play God on Trial 2008, written by Frank Cottrell Boyce, depicts a scene similar to that attributed by Ellie Weasel, but is also described by Boyce as apocryphal. In it, the Auschwitz prisoners sue God. The trial returns a guilty verdict, although with likely reasons for appeal. In the Touched by an Angel 1998 episode, Jones vs. God, a town is dying from a drought while other towns around it have received rain. Mr. Jones therefore sues God for unfair treatment. Tess represents God in the matter. In a satirical news piece, the Onion parody newspaper published an article stating that New York attorneys had filed a class action lawsuit on behalf of the children of Israel, the Israelites. The suit alleged a breach of the religious covenant between God and his chosen people and sought $4.2 trillion in punitive and compensatory damages. Blameless in Abaddon, the second book of the Godhead trilogy by James Morrow features a magistrate who tries God for crimes against humanity. Christ on Trial is a book written by Roger Dixon describing a TV program trying Jesus Christ in a U.S. court. In the play Angels in America, Perestroika by Tony Kushner, the prophet prior recommends to a council of angels known as the Continental Principalities that they sue God for walking out on them and on humanity. See also A Contract with God, a short story collection in the title story A Man Struggles with the events of his life in light of what he believes to be a contract with God. Yeah. Everybody, the <laughs> lawsuits against God. I have to admit, I like the real lawsuits more than the fictitious lawsuits. I do too. And I think I do eventually want to go and read the entire trial that had its own like page. The uh, I think it's Chambers versus God. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read that on my own for some deliciousness. Hell, Yes. This has been the Wikipedia page for Lawsuits Against God. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. You can find us at wikilisten.com and on all social media and on TikTok at Wikilisten, except for Twitter, which is at wiki underscore listen. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button with your power of God. If there's a particular Wikipedia page you'd like us to read, let us know. We'll read it. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.